welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. Every year in October, for about five or six years now, I've lost track, (laughs) I host a challenge for women called the 45-Day Gratitude Challenge. This challenge is truly a challenge. It is not simple. Um, It starts out with women posting about 10 items a day that they're grateful for. And by the time we hit 45 days, they are not only expressing what they're grateful for and why they're grateful for it, but they do 25 items per day. Like I said, it's not an easy challenge. Year after year, these women keep coming back and we grow the group as well. But it's not coincidence that these women keep coming back. You see, some of these women don't even finish the challenge the first year or the second. But the one thing that is consistent, whether it's a person's first year or their fifth or sixth year, is that they always say it's life-changing. You see, gratitude is not just about becoming more positive or more grateful. It's about first developing a habit, which then turns into what we might have heard as an attitude of gratitude. But then something magical happens after that. First of all, you start to become it. It starts to become who you are. It also moves you closer to the source of all that goodness, the source of all the things that you're grateful for, which means you become closer to God. And as you become a person of gratitude and you become closer to the source of that gratitude, you then discover that thing that all these ladies say is that this challenge is life-changing. So how would you do in a 45-day gratitude challenge? Like I said, It's tough. It is very tough. So what you're going to hear today are segments of three women's experiences who took the challenge last year. And so as you listen to today's episode, you'll hear from first Linnea and then Laura and then Carolina. All three women, as I said, took the challenge last year 
and these are clips of their stories that I wanted you to hear and hopefully will inspire you to take on not just an attitude or a habit of gratitude, but really put it into your life and so you become gratitude. Now, some of you have heard me talk about those two powerful words, I am, before. If you have, then you know that whatever you say after I am, your brain will seek and find and create for you. There's a lot of really beautiful examples of those I am statements in the scriptures. And I challenge you to turn to your scriptures to study those. But I want gratitude to become part of who you are. I am grateful for because and take the challenge and experience the life transforming change that can happen to you. So now we'll turn the time over to Linnea, then Lara, and then Carolina. And I hope you enjoy these clips. In the meantime, I wish you an anxiety free and a gratitude filled day. Hi, so um, I'm Linnea. This is my first year, the first time I did the gratitude challenge day. And um, Rachel asked me to share some thoughts. I didn't write anything down. <laughs> I was making notes while, you, while Carolina and while um, um, Laura were talking, but I, anyway, I'm not as prepared. So, um, but um, I, I'll give a little bit of backstory because I think it'll help explain why I'm, my state of mind when I stumbled on this challenge on Facebook. But um, I am, and I had a son that was on the spectrum for mm -hmm. a while, and then he wasn't, I think he was misdiagnosed. So that is so fascinating. But it's not part of the story. But I do know a lot about testing and stuff, so um, if I can help anyone find a resource, that's my that's kind of my power. But um, anyway, um, my um, I grew up. I'm the oldest of five, and I grew up in a little town in eastern Oregon. It's a beautiful place. I love it. I love the people. I love everything there. Um, my childhood and family life wasn't what I would have wanted for anybody, in many respects. There are some things that were good. A lot of things maybe were good, but there were a lot of things that were not great. And I do not have um, the relationship with most of my siblings or my parents that um, that I wish I had. And um, it's not likely to change. <laughs> it's, I guess it's possible, but I don't know. I'm in my late 40s. It's probably not going to change. Um, I wasn't going to talk about all this, but it's hard to... But 2020, um, I actually loved it because I have um, I have four kids, and my oldest has been married two years, I think now, and I had um, one on a mission in Honduras, and that part of 2020 was a little scary. It was hard to get him out of Honduras. Um, and it was sad, right? And I had a high school senior last year. So my oldest graduated from her college as a valedictorian um, um, last year in 2020. So she didn't get to do her talk or her walk or anything. My second, and then her husband got his associates, didn't get to do his walk or anything. And my third, my third, my second, but 
anyway, he had to come home from Honduras and stay home for a few months until he was reassigned. And then the next spring had a high school graduation and she missed out on all of that. And um, the youngest is the one that has the special needs. And so all the online school is, he's a high school junior this year. He was a sophomore last year. It's been pretty brutal, but you know what? I love 2020. <laughs> I was so proud of my kids. I was so proud of how they hung out with each other. And I, um, everyone moved home. Everyone had to come home. Um, my my Marys came home because um, their housing was uncertain and the college they were going at, it looked like the, they were just gonna shut everything down and they might not have been able to get home. Like things were so uncertain there for a while. So they moved in with us and the missionary came home and I closed up my office. That was probably the hardest part. I had to have my office in random places, the deck, wherever I was working. Um, but um, everyone came home, my husband came home. I just like beefed up our internet and loved it. I loved every minute and I was so proud of how my kids were handling everything. And then the fall came and they all left. And I was really missing them. And the interesting thing that happens is that um, I get all this negative chatter in my right at that point I had all this negative chatter there's really only one thing I've ever wanted as a mom and it's for my kids to get along and that totally happened but then when they left like I get these little negative like seeds of doubt and all this and like how could I create that when I didn't I don't have it for my birth family um, and then the doubts of like how come you can't get along with these people <laughs> because you can't have the relationship with them. It's just, I had all of these um, doubts and negative things and I was really struggling in the fall. And I, um, I was really, I was just really struggling. And I'd worked for years to put a lot of this stuff behind me and so I was just feeling really frustrated <laughs> with myself that it was burbling back up and I couldn't seem to tamp it down. And, um, and I came across this challenge and I had no idea what it was, but I was like, I feel grateful. I was grateful for my family. I was grateful for the time that I had with them. I was grateful, all of my kids, every single one of them had jobs through all of that and even went and found them and even had huge successes. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have hard things that they did, but every, everything was just going so well. I had really nothing to complain about. I knew that people, but I was struggling. <laughs> Um, and you know, there are just times I think in your life where you miss your mom and, um, I was missing a mom, right? Um, um, I haven't lost a parent to death, but I feel like I've adulted without one. And there's sometimes where I miss one. And this is where I was when I stumbled on this challenge. And so I thought, you know what I really want? I want, um, I, I just need a challenge. I just need to refocus and I just, and so it'll be good. So I started and um, there's a quote, a gratitude quote that I have learned that um, from this that I really like that a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. And, um, and I, anyway, I just love that. And so anyway, I was, um, I was um, really surprised 
And you know, I went back through my journal. I did not write it all in my journal. It was a challenge enough for me to jump into Facebook and just type it out really quick and then get on with my day. But, um, and I didn't, I sometimes read through other people's things, but I didn't get to do that much either. But, um, um, but I was looking through my journal and gratitude is a big part of my journal, like just over the years anyway. And so I don't know what it was about this challenge, but I think it was just because it was so consistent. It was so daily and Rachel was challenging us to add more and make the sentences longer. And I was for real bowling my eyes like, oh my gosh, why do I have to write it that way? Like, I'm not getting it done. Anyway, and, um, but I did it. And um, it was so interesting to me how quickly it just shut down the negative chatter in my head. And that was such a miracle, like, because that's what I needed. I just needed to really turn that off, <laughs> you know, because it was just really in my head. It wasn't like anything had changed or, you know, it was just the circumstances just left me feeling a little uncertain um, and kind of caught me off guard, everything. And so um, anyway, that's just kind of my story. I don't really, I didn't, um, I didn't write anything down, so it's short, but I will, I will say I, um, I just love this and I love the spirit of all of the ladies that are here and I love the confidence that I know that how quickly just taking some time to write down and I do believe when we write we communicate with our subconscious and so it helps to understand what is going on back there and <laughs> what I'm really grateful for but I um, I'm I'm grateful to know honestly that um, it can it can just turn off those negative voices that turn up for me sometimes and um, Anyway, that's my, those are my thoughts. And so I know that I was led by the spirit to come here and to do it and to learn, to learn this and also, you know, just get connected um, with all of you and um, shake some of these hearts. This is Laura, ladies. Okay, so I'm having so much fun, like scrolling through the Zoom settings and seeing everyone's face and fitting that face to the name because, you know, Facebook stalking is not really encourage <laughs> it's fun it's the oh you're the hiker oh carolina i don't know how we aren't friends we should be friends because i too am a middle child a military wife and a special needs mama so i can relate to a lot of what i heard you say um this morning i'm super grateful for alarm clocks and energy drinks because i have a toddler who apparently is allergic to sleep <laughs> so bear with me um and since COVID happened and this wonderful world of keeping connected via technology, um, I was horrified to discover that I sound like every stereotypical valley girl in every early 90s movie. And it's horrifying. <laughs> I didn't know that's what I sounded like. But I am from Southern California, born and raised, except for 10 months when I lived in Provo, Utah. I survived one winter and I tell it back home. Um, my husband and I moved to New Mexico about eight years ago for his job. I gave up my corporate career and my cute little Volkswagen bug and traded it in for all-wheel drive Subaru and graham crackers and became a stay-at-home mom uh, to our seven-year-old son and our two-year-old daughter, Ryder and Dakota. Um, we have two fur babies. My husband and I are 12 days away from our 15th anniversary. 
so we're excited. Um, I'm an avid reader, left-handed, bath bomb enthusiast who loves baseball, go Dodgers. Um, I collect flip-flops and random bits of trivia, and I believe that Diet Dr. Pepper and tacos are life. Um, I am the middle child in a pack of five, and my wardrobe is about 75% black with denim thrown in for color. I love the gratitude challenge. Um, love it. I did join for the first time in 2019 and just had the best time. And so much so that I invited 10 of my friends and family members to join me uh, for the 2020 challenge. Um, I truly believe in the life-changing abilities of gratitude. Uh, day one of the challenge, our favorite quote. So I picked one by Dieter F. Uchtdorf. We can choose to be grateful no matter what. Now, even though I love this quote, I am stubborn. I have never done anything the easy way in my life. Um, so I couldn't just take the quote to heart and learn from it. I had to um, let experience teach me that. Um, and it took me almost the entire challenge this year. It started one night uh, with a text to a friend and I was just not in a good mood. I, I'm sure it had been an awful day. My kids wouldn't go down to bed. I have no idea, but it was just this novel of a text um, full of whining and complaining and venting. Now, my phone is famous for inventing really creative um, autocorrects. So before I send texts, I try to read over them. So as I went back and was reading over this, I felt gross. I had not been looking for a solution. I had not been looking for advice. I wasn't trying to accomplish anything. I was just spewing ugliness. And, um, and I realized, you know what? You got it out of you just by typing. There is no reason to take this awful negative spirit and infect someone else's evening with it. And so I just deleted it. And then I realized I had not done my gratitudes that day. And it was the end of the day. So I sat down and worked on my list. And 25, I am so grateful for because later, I couldn't even remember what I had been complaining about. So it obviously wasn't important. Um, so realizing that focusing on the negative just made things worse. I decided to give the opposite a try. Um, I was going to focus on the positives and try to make things better. And not just the easy positives, like I love snuggling with my cat, and I love my kids and my husband, you know. I had to dig deep and find, even in the hard, especially in the hard, I had to find that positive. At times, I was sure there was none. And... Um, I was determined to now find the silver lining in every situation. So like, just like for everyone else, this last year was hard. It was a year of sickness, a year of loss, a year of isolation. Um, and in those things, in my grief, 
I found a love that was worth missing. In isolation from friends, I found a closer, more loving relationship with my husband and my children. I learned patience. In boredom, I found creativity and productivity. I found that losing myself in service to others made the positives come even easier to mind. In my insomnia, I found quiet moments alone for prayer and scripture reading. In the humdum of daily chores, I found an appreciation for the most basic things that I normally took for granted. You know, I'm so thankful to be sitting here folding laundry because it means my kids have so many clothes. I'm grateful for dishes because it meant we had food to eat on them. Now, it's been an ongoing lesson for me. Um, I'm learning to not only find the blessings of the heart in today's challenges, but I'm starting to be able to go back now and find them in past hurts that have followed me through life. Um, for example, I can find a million things that I love about my son. Um, a million things in his little quirks to be grateful for. But I was not able to go back and be grateful for his autism diagnosis. Um, it was a really hard time full of uncertainty. Um, a lot of filling out pages upon pages upon pages of paperwork and turning them in just to sit and wait for years. <laughs> um, it was uncertain. It was frustrating. It meant learning a whole new language, different therapies, um, testing for both educational and medical purposes. Um, and it's just something I, I'm, that's a, this is not something I'm going to learn to be grateful for, but that's okay. And then yesterday, um, I went to a friend's house and I had been tired all day. Again, my daughter's allergic to sleep. <laughs> um, I was just so tired. I was going to cancel and I felt prompted to not that no matter what I had to do, I just had to go. And it seems so silly for a little play date with our kids, but I went. And as soon as I walked in the door and looked at my friend and said, hey, how is your day going? She burst into tears. A loved one had recently suggested to her that her three-year-old son might be on the spectrum. She had a virtual appointment with a pediatrician who agreed. And in searching through her insurance, her autism services found one place in the city for testing. And she had called and was told, well, there's a two-year wait list. Two years to even find out if her son had autism, which meant two years getting any help he may need delayed. And she felt lost. So um, all of a sudden, I knew that I could find gratitude in my own journey. Um, I started out with the early signs that we had noticed in my son starting at six months old. And as I went through them, she was like, check, 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 you know, and okay, this is probably what we're dealing with. Um, I told her that that wait list, while long, was worth staying on. But in the meantime, there are things that we she could do. Um, 
through the school district through their own testing that they would want to do anyway. And um, as I started, as I was talking, she grabbed a piece of paper and started making a list of action items that she was going to do. Um, I was able to talk to her about different calming techniques that we had found and tricks and tools that worked or to try. And she made a list too. And by the time I left, she felt a little more ready to face the challenge, not so lost. She knew what to do and where to go. Um, so I could be thankful for my journey. Every second of my hard journey was worth it because I was able to help somebody else on the road of theirs. In that moment, I was so full of gratitude that I could smooth someone else's heart a little bit. And so grateful for the prompting to be there that day. Um, ever since Rachel asked me to talk, I've been going through my gratitude journal again, trying to gather my thoughts. And in it, I found just this beautiful book of joy and memories. Um, some entries reminded me of moments when I was able to bond with another member of the group, like finding out Rachel and I both used to work with flowers and talking about the flowers we loved and the best smells and the best greenery. And it was just such a fun conversation and learning something new about Rachel. Um, I remember childhood memories and tender mercies that I thought about and wrote about and then forgot about all over again. Uh, it reminded me of insights I got during the challenge. And so I started adding little notes to my journal as I went through it. Um, so I don't forget those again. Um, it's, I've learned the importance of recording things. Um, so I'm really grateful for that stroll down memory lane. This challenge has brought a mindfulness to my life. Um, I move forward now aware of the example that I'm setting. Um, I can be aware of the attitude and the spirit that I carry with me and that it does impact those around me. I am so far, far from perfect at it. Um, I get discouraged and let negative thinking creep in, but I recognize it faster now and I know what to do to get rid of it. Um, it's something we practice as a family around the dinner table. We've turned counting our blessings into a game and it's an instant mood lift for all of us. Complaining is easy, but while so much harder, it is so much more worthwhile to be a light shining for others. I have learned that gratitude is an uplifting, exulting attitude. People are happier when they have gratitude in their hearts. We cannot be bitter, resentful, or mean-spirited when we're being grateful. There's a healing nature in gratitude. It brings a peace of mind that helps to ease the pain of adversity. It helps us focus on and live in the now rather than worrying about the could-have-beens of the past and the what-ifs of the future. If you completed one day of the challenge or 45 days, let the joy of gratitude fill your heart and remind you that you can do hard things. So I'm really excited to see everyone again in October and hope we all bring even more new friends to join in. And I keep blessed by the spirit. Pause.
right. <laughs> oh man. Um, I'm grateful to have my sister, my mom here, and um, for the love and support that I feel from them. I'm also wrapped up in this blankie that my Grammy um, crocheted, knitted, knitted for me. <laughs> um, and it also reminds me of my dad because it's green, like our favorite color. Um, I am the, just to introduce myself a bit, I also have purple mascara, so if I cry red tears, don't be worried. Um, I'm the middle of, well, the upper middle of six kids. And um, I'm raised by, both my parents were converts to the church. I grew up in Colorado. Um, I met my now husband in Colorado while we were kids. Um, and, you know, we kind of grew up together a little bit. And um, he converted and we were married in Vernal, Utah Temple. Um, he's since stepped away from the church. Um, but... Anyway, we have been living in Colorado Springs now for a year this month. Um, and that is actually significant because even though I grew up in Colorado, I have not been on this side of the country um, for 20 years. I spent all my adulthood in the South and the East. Um, my husband is military, and in our 10 years of our married military life, um, we've moved nine times, uh, not including the many times that he my husband's had to move away for deployments and other assignments. Um, we also moved nine times before that, joining the military, but those were all, like, you know, kind of mostly local moves, so they don't count as much. But that's a total of 18 moves in 15 years of marriage. Um, we have three kids, two daughters, 11 and 9, and my son is 6. Um, our pets currently include two big dogs and two little fish. I love music theater, reading, art, crocheting, traveling, not moving, <laughs> and quietly enjoying nature that's all over um, this beautiful world. So this is my, has been my second year for participating in this challenge. So I guess that's, okay, 2019, right, was the first year I did it. Um, and we were living in Maryland for a short eight-month duty station. My husband was spending three weeks out of every month in South Korea and the other week asleep on the couch, basically. Um, I was, you know, trying to homeschool my kids, taking my special needs kids to all their many medical appointments, driving all the way to Baltimore and back, and um, trying to fit in my own counseling, concerned about my own health, um, concerned about our marriage, my husband's mental health and physical health, ah, um, concerned about my parents, um, as my father's health was increasingly failing due to his dementia, um, and in general, I was feeling very alone and very overwhelmed. I wasn't sure um, what to expect from the gratitude challenge, um, but I needed something to help me. I was a part of Rachel's um, anxiety. You call it. I'm like, what is your group tonight? Anxiety is a gift. Um, the anxiously engaged page. Yeah. <laughs> engaged Facebook group, and um, I was really grateful for her Facebook live sessions and different things. And um, anyway, so I liked the idea of the gratitude challenge, and um, I love journal writing. I kept a journal, a daily journal, kind of from when I was nine years old on. Um, 
once marriage hit, I kind of fluffed off, and then parenting came, and my journal kind of turned into every few years things where I just sort of dumped all my negative and dark feelings. And, <laughs> um, so I wanted to be motivated to start again with a positive spin. So participating um, in the challenge that you encouraged me that I could do hard things. me to talk again, huh? I just cried the whole time. Okay, um, so, you know, the challenge begins with a basic list of 10 things, and it slowly grows in depth and strength and length, um, and I was able to stay consistent, um, and then turn out me stay consistent with other things in my life, and consistency is a challenge for me. I crave it, but I struggle to um, create it in my life. And, um, with, um, I just felt the strengthening power of gratitude each day. And, um, obviously all the challenges of my life were still there, but I looked forward to my mornings or sometimes just the evenings when I would get to sit down and write. So I was really excited to participate in the challenge for 2020. Um, and I invited my baby sister and my mom to join in. And um, it was a point in time for me. My dad had just passed away the previous month from his dementia. And um, we had, um, I was grateful for the um, kind of a whole other story basically that I won't get into, but I was able, our family was able to quickly move here to Colorado and take care of my parents for basically the last six months of my dad's life. and. Um, them move to where they are right now, uh, where my mom is now in Illinois. Um, whew, so the challenge always begins with writing out your favorite gratitude quote, and I am terrible at picking favorites, so I thought I'd just share like my top 10, or I didn't even count them, I don't know, a few gratitude quotes. Um, so Ralph H. Bloom says, there is calmness to a life lived in gratitude, a quiet joy. And that one speaks a lot to me because, you know, with anxiety and depression, it's hard sometimes to feel calm and joy. And, um, and I, I am naturally a calm person and I, you know, crave that. And anyway, uh, Lionel Hampton says, gratitude is when memory is stored in the heart and not in the mind. Eileen Caddy says, gratitude helps you to grow and expand. Gratitude brings joy and laughter into your life and into the lives of all those around you. Epicurus says, remember that when, that what you are now, sorry, remember that what you now have was once among the things that you had hoped for. Um, G.K. Chesterton says, gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. When it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or take them with gratitude. Steve Marboli says, forget yesterday. It has already forgotten you. Don't sweat tomorrow. You haven't met, even met. Instead, open your eyes and your heart to a truly precious gift today. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, in, in ordinary life, we hardly realize that we receive a great deal more than we give. 
and that is only with it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich and melody Beattie. gratitude unlocks the fullness of life it turns what we have into enough and more it turns denial into acceptance chaos to order confusion to clarity it can turn a meal into a feast a house into a home a stranger into a friend gratitude makes sense of our past and brings peace for today and creates a vision for tomorrow uh, that's probably my favorite one um and i really did feel a lot of that in doing this challenge and you know sometimes <laughs> sorry this is my daughter being over here So just, you know, mute me once you guys stop me. <laughs> um, I was really grateful for this challenge. And, you know, a lot of times it's just like, just do the list and get through it and feel accomplished. And um, But then there are those moments where you just, as you sit and reflect over, um, you know, your day or what is happening in the moment. And um, the power of gratitude is really transforming. And um, it is, I think it, it goes beyond, you know, just a gratitude of, th you know, feeling of thankfulness for things in your life or people, but it can lead us to um, some of those intangibles of life that we crave. Um, guys, just deal with my weepiness. I'm sorry. Um, oh, goodness, I'm losing the pages. But, um, you know, feelings of needing grace, needing encouragement, love, and forgiveness, and it leads us um, through our trials, and you know, that's what the challenge leads to in the end, is to um, discuss our trials and, and what we can be grateful for in them, and I, I think that that was one of the things that I was grateful for to learn the most, is um, um, I'm not, you know, the extroverted, joyful, bubbly person that um, Rachel is, and sometimes I feel like, oh gosh, you know, I'm supposed to be that, and I'm not, and, and I often see the challenges and the negatives of life, and um, I was grateful to realize that gratitude is not ignoring those things or pretending they're not there, but it is acknowledging them you know, gratitude, awareness is, uh, this quote is, awareness is a precondition of having a grateful heart. And so it is being aware of those things, being aware, um, living in the moment, whether it's a joyful one or a challenging, terrible one, and then taking that choice and step to say, well, what can I be grateful for in this moment? And I always think about, um, I don't know if you've read The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom, but a story that struck with, stuck with me since I was a little girl when I read it um, is they're in Ravensbrook, she and her sister, and they get into this, you know, crammed dorm place of all the women shoved in there in these nasty um, bunks full of rancid hay, and then they realize they're covered in fleas, and, and uh, 
Corey's all upset and Betsy's like, remember this verse that we read in the Bible and Paul is, had gone through all these terrible things and then he says, you know, to, um, oh, I can't remember the verse, but basically the end is to pray and then be grateful in all things. Um, and so Betsy says, well, let's pray. And so they list the things that they're grateful for. And the last thing Betsy says, I'm grateful for the fleas. And Corey's like, that's too far. I can't go there. And, um, and then later on, Betsy comes to her and says, Corey, I know why we can be grateful for the fleas. It's because the guards don't come into our shack and, you know, then they're not feeding them, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, so I just love that story. Um, looking over my journal, I see, um, gratitude expressed for the mundane and the miraculous for how the mundane can actually be the miraculous. the many many things I often take for granted being given notice appreciation realization that I should not be taking them for granted I see how I'm able to not be always sunshine and roses acknowledge the thorns and then be grateful that thorns have roses that's another quote from somebody I have whole journals documenting my days by the small and holy moments I can reread and relive each day the good, the bad, the ugly, and sometimes being grounded to understand that even my fleas keep the guards away. I'm able to see that some of my greatest gifts, the things that bring me my deepest gratitude are the things that cause the deepest heart hurt and the darkest fear and the hottest anger. Through those challenges, I'm led to the greatest of all the gifts that I can receive or give of forgiveness. I can see that in my most lost and loneliest moments that I am not lost or left alone. I am known to the tiniest minutiae. I have found my God and godliness through gratitude. I see that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. I absolutely, the Melody Beatty quote is one of my favorite quotes too. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I also love that you talked about the mundane can be the miraculous. And I love that. I never thought of that phrase before. That is so beautiful. Because we, the more we do that challenge, the more we do discover that the little tiny things are the big things. Aren't those amazing stories? I hope you got a sense of what gratitude practice daily can do for you and the transformation and the life-changing experience that you can have if you practice daily gratitude as well. In the meantime, I wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.